If you asked me seven days ago, what on earth is the hashtag I'm going to do me? I have no idea, to be honest. So it's nothing to do with age. I'll just say that. But it was one thing uh, that I read that led to another thing that got me extremely fascinated by this subject. In January 2018, January of this year, Oprah Winfrey gave an acceptance speech at the Golden Globe Awards. And she started saying things that caught a lot of people's attention. She started saying things like, you have to know your truth, and knowing your truth, and finding your truth. And the phrase caught a lot of, of reporters and columnists' attention of knowing your truth, your truth, your truth. And it sparked a lot of controversy of like, isn't there the truth? But it became this whole thing of doing what's best for you. And then in that same article that I was reading by the Huffington Post, they had this whole, they brought up this trend of a hashtag called, I'm a do me. You know, for all the people that are not up to slang, I'm a do means I'm going to do what's best for me. Like, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to do what's best for me. Like, if you follow that on social media, it's the most weird. Like, people do the craziest thing, but they say, I'm going to do me. I'm going to do what's best for me. And it's very similar to what Oprah brought up was doing, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Oprah. I'm not saying fan of Oprah, but she's one of many celebrities that are pushing the envelope by bringing up a, a new ideology of saying, knowing your truth, knowing what's best for you. As much as we want to believe that, as much as we want to say what's best for me is what's best for me and it's knowing what's true to myself and, and, and that entire ideology where the absolute, everything is, is, is to me. Like it's not me comparing myself to an absolute. It's me doing what's best for myself. Then I'm able to, to, to change the bullseye, the target to whatever I want that's best for me and I can justify anything because this is what's true to me. If I want to do this to my wife or do, if I want to you know, talk this way, or, I'm, this is what's true to me. And I can use that ideology and that philosophy to everything of knowing your own truth because the absolute is, is mine absolute. It's not me comparing myself to another. As much as we want to believe that, as much as, as attractive that it is in this day and age, there's something that sparks a little bit of guilt. And maybe we feel inspired, but for some of us, it's guilt. When we see something like this, and this, especially this time of year, you see somebody asking for money, or you see a GoFundMe of something tragic that happened to someone's life, and there's something that pulls at you, and there's something inside of you saying, you know what, I feel like I should give. And we give to make us go like this, to make us feel that we did something. What I want us to talk about for this series called I'm a Do Me, is not about giving, and it's not, I'm not asking you to do something. I'm asking you to be something. This is not about a to-do thing. This is about a to-be thing. Giving is a completely different animal than being generous. Giving is a completely different thing than generous. When I, I do what's best for me, what I'm going to do, me, I'm going to do what's best for me, but actually when I connect myself to something so much bigger, then I realized for me to find my absolute, for me to find my fullness, for me to be made whole, you know what? Let me look at the divine designer of me to figure out what that is. Over the next four Sundays, we're going to talk about how when we think beyond ourselves and are living a generous life, not just giving, giving is a, is a subset, but living a generous life. And to be generous, this is what allows us to be made whole. This is what allows us to find our wholeness and finding 
our truth, which happens to be the truth. Generosity is more than just, let me put it this way. Generosity, I mean, giving is an act that we do. You see, you're walking into Kroger and somebody has this thing and you put a you know, coin there or somebody's asking for money on Facebook or I'll go fund me or somebody's, that giving is an act that we do. But generous is a person we become. Generous is a person we become. Uh, Father Nathaniel, I, 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 we're all thinking this in our head. You know, I, I, you know, I'm a generous person. Because the second I say, like, we need to be generous, natu- naturally, subconsciously, we think, you know what, I am a pretty get generous person. Like, somebody asked me last week for this or whatever, and I gave them this, and I donated to this, or I did that. I'm a generous person. Then we start justifying ourselves by thinking of that one time. Like, my wife would say, you know what, I, you, know what you never help around the house. What's the first thing I say? Well, two and a half weeks ago, I'm the one that picked up the, you know, this part I put, you know, the trash, I took the trash out, you know, that Tuesday and that month, you know, about several months ago. We naturally think of that one thing that we do to, 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 to justify it. So anytime somebody says, you're not this or you're doing this, we naturally think of that one thing. So I want us to kind of expand beyond that mentality and for us to think about what is the difference between giving that might be inspired by, by, that might be triggered by inspiration or guilt, and the difference between giving and the idea of being generous. But go along with me. Go along with me for the next four weeks. 25-minute talks for the next four weeks. Just go along with this promise. Just go along with this promise. After this four weeks, you can get this out of your mind and move on. But go along with this promise. When you become generous, you will give more, save more, and consume less. When you become generous, you will give more, save more, and consume less. Just go along with that promise for the next four, for the next, after today, after the next, the next three Sundays, and just go along with that for the basis of our series, I'm a Do Me. Let me give you three myths when we think of the word generosity, or we think of being generous. Here are three myths that many of us believe. Generosity is spontaneous. Many of us believe <coughs> being generous is spontaneous. You know, someone's asking for a fundraiser, uh, my kid's school is asking for this, so no, I'm going to be spontaneous, I'm going to help them buy this or buy that. Or, you know, someone's asking for, for money on GoFundMe and they're trying to reach a certain point, so I'm, you know what, I'm going I'm to help them give. Being generous is not a spontaneous thing. That's a giving thing. That's an isolated thing. But being generous is a lifestyle. That's me being intentional about the way of life that I'm wanting to pursue. Being generous is a completely different thing than, than the spontaneous giving. That's just an act. But generosity is a person that I, I desire to become. Here's another myth that a lot of us believe. It's the amount that counts. It's the amount that counts. Many of us think that, like, if I give something small, oh, that's insignificant or whatever. But if I give something big, that's, that, that's, that's a generous donation. It's unrelated. It's completely unrelated to the amount. Many, many will say, well, you know, after this, you know, this, this, this financial strain or whatever, after this season of life, then I'll be able to give. It's completely independent of what we have. It's completely independent of that because I promise you, it, we will always say, I, I go after the season, you know, I'm going to give. It. Like, it, we're always going to think that it's completely independent of where we are right now. It's completely dependent on, it's independent of the, of, of the amount at all. But living a generous life it's completely independent of the amount. Here's another myth that many of us believe. Rich people are generous. 
Many believe that rich people are generous. Many will say, well, you know, when I get rich or when I get the promotion or when I get this job, that's what I'm working toward. When I get that, then I'll be able to give more. If you get nothing, if you get nothing out of, out of today, over the next 20 minutes, just believe me on this. Rich people are rich. Generous people are generous. They're completely unrelated things. Rich people are rich. Generous people are generous. Has nothing to do with the amount at all. Has nothing to do with somebody being wealthy or not. Or even the amount that matters. When someone says, oh, you know, somebody gave a generous donation. How do you, how, how do you, unless, you know, unless you know everything about their finances, how do you know that's a generous gift? It's relative to them. So it has nothing to do with the amount. Rich people are rich. Generous people are generous. So for the next three weeks, let's go with this definition for generosity. Generosity is the premeditated, designated emancipation of personal assets. What on earth does that mean? <coughs> Let's break it down. This is, every word's intentional. Every word's intentional. Being generous, or, 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 or a generous pe- person, generosity is premeditated. It is something that is planned in advance. Giving is the spontaneous thing. But being a generous person is, premedi- is me being intentional about it. It's premeditated. It is not, it's an action. It is not a reaction to something. I see something, but like, oh, you know what? You know, I, just when you feel good, you know, I'll give. All right, you know, I'll be a good person. That, that's, that's a giving thing. That's spontaneous. That's a reaction. But being generous is premeditated. It's intentional. It's planned in advance. Being generous, generous is being, it's designated. You know specifically what is pulling on your heart, what's heavy on your heart for you to specifically be generous on this specific event, cause, church, whatever the cause might be. But it, you're being designated. It's not just random, but it's you being intentional and being designated as far as where you're wanting to be generous toward. <coughs> Emancipation is you being set free from the money. Is you being set free. Being generous is not holding on to something tight, but it's understanding whatever I have, I hold on to loosely because I, I, this was not mine in the first place. Like, if I'm really honest with myself, how did I get what I got right now? It's nothing on me. There are certain people that God worked through for me to get to this point, but for me to be set free of personal assets because at the end of the day, it's not mine. At the end of the day, it's not mine. It's a wordy definition, but it's intentional. It's purpose because every word carries a meaning of, why, of what it means to be generous. There are over 7,000 promises in the Bible. There are over 7,000 promises. And with every promise, there's a premise. With every promise, there's a premise. There's a prerequisite needed in order for us to find that promise that God has promised to us. And that requires us to be generous. I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about our time. I'm talking about who we are. I was being generous of who we are, giving back. That if, if we are, are understanding what I have is not mine, but understanding what I, what I have is what I give back, this will allow me to find wholeness. This will help me find the truth instead of just me doing me. And for me to find the promise that God wants for me, and it allows, it, 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 it is inviting me to give out love. Me receiving something or something for myself, that's lust. But for me to give out something, that is the definition 
of love. It's required for me to give out. But it's so hard for us to grasp. For a lot of us, like, okay, yeah, that's, I understand that. But it's so hard for us to, to, to swallow that and for us to grasp that. Because everywhere around us, love is something that I receive. It's something that I'm the recipient of it. You make me feel like a natural woman. Not many priests would say that, but... But I'm saying the point being, like, it's, we're, we're surrounded by songs. I know that's not a modern-day song, but you go going along with me. I'm using language of showing that it's, a, it's, it's how I feel. That's love. But me being generous is me extending love to others. That is an action. It's not a reaction. It's me giving that. So for me to, to, to live out in God and for me to extend that out, it requires me to give out love and to, to understand that I'm a generous person, not just the spontaneous random giving, but it's me being generous with, with my time, with my, my attention, being fully there with this person, being an active listener, being attentive, that's me being generous. I'm not just talking about finances. I'm not just talking about finances. I want to read something from a letter <coughs> that the greatest missionary on planet Earth wrote to his friend, Timothy. There's an apostle named Paul that he wrote a letter to his friend, Timothy. And he wanted to kind of like encourage Timothy and he wanted to kind of make it very clear to, to, to Timothy and kind of guide him, his, his friend, because Timothy was helping pastor another group of early Christians. And so St. Paul wrote this to this group of Christians. Paul is telling Timothy, command those who are rich in this present age not to be stuck up, not to think that they're all that. Don't make them think that I'm going to do me. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches. Make sure that they're not just st stuck on tight to, to their riches and to be stuck up. And don't make them think that this is their identity. Being wealthy is a great thing, but if they're holding on to it thinking that this, this is their identity, this is what makes them, this, is, this makes their status, like, help them to understand that's not them because it is uncertain. I don't have to, I'm preaching to the choir. You know how money comes and goes, the market is up and down, everything comes and goes. But like Paul is telling Timothy, tell those Christians, tell those people that are following Jesus not to hold on to it tightly because all of that is uncertain. But may put their trust in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good that they may be rich in good works. He's saying, I, he, what, what is Paul telling Timothy? Tell, tell, those early, tell those Christians to give. Uh, let them do good. Let them continue to push out love. To allow them to be generous to others. Because th doing that, th th that is rich. That is wealth. That they may be rich in good works. Always ready to give, willing to share. If I'm ready to give, willing to share, that, mean, that means understanding that what I have is not mine. It's me being generous with what, I, what I'm given. I let go back. I came in with nothing, and I give back. Nothing I have is mine. Storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. What is St. Paul telling his friend Timothy? Tell, to, to, to tell that group of Christians that are with you not to be stuck up with what they have, because all this comes and goes. This is nothing. This is not their identity. This is not their status. This is not what makes them them. What makes them them is understanding that what I have, I give back. 
for me to find rich, for me to find richness, for me to find wealth, for me to find identity, for me to find the truth, for me to do me, is actually me giving myself to others. This is where they, this is where they'll find wholeness. This is where they'll find themselves. It goes against our intuition. We're thinking of this because our brokenness is wanting me, me, me. But in reality, for us to find the truth, for me to find wholeness, is actually quite the opposite. The more I give, the more I understand of, of having the mentality of being generous, not the random giving, but me living a life of generosity with, with my time, with who I am, with my money, with everything, this is where I'll find wholeness. There is a very ancient prayer that has existed throughout the centuries in the church. Where we pray, and we pray this till today. We say, Lord, we offer to you what is yours. Like we come together around the table. And we're saying, Lord, we're offering to you, like so historically they would say, what we're offering to you is, is this wine that somebody really worked really hard on. This is, you know, this is dough and, and bread that somebody's really hard worked. Somebody's brought the books and somebody's brought all this different stuff. And we're saying, you know what? We're offering to you, not what I worked hard for, you know, this is, you know, you're welcome. It's not this. We're offering to you, actually, this was already yours. I, I just used my hands, I used my intellect, I used my time to give it back to you. I'm offering to you what is actually already yours for everything concerning everything. Because what, 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 makes, what allows me to be restored, what makes me whole, what makes the body whole is that when I give a life of generosity, that it's not about me, that what I offer, it's, it's already yours. Like I'm, what, what I'm giving back to you, it's, it's already yours, God. It's not mine. So what I offer to you is already yours for everything, for my healing, for my edification. I give it back to you. I, I hope for the next three weeks, as we look, that the, 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 our culture is wanting to tell us, you do you, you do your truth, do what's true to yourself, and I'm going to do, do me, I'm going to do what's best for me. But in reality, it, it's counterintuitive when we actually live a life of generosity and giving to, to our kids and our marriage and, and, and to our coworkers, to that annoying boss. When we give, give, give a life of generosity, this is where we'll find wholeness. Because we offer to you, God, what is already yours. What is already yours. Let's stand up for a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Lord, we just naturally think about ourselves, what's best for us, what people think of me. Me doing myself, doing what's best for me, and finding my own truth. We, we want to do that because we're naturally just thinking about ourselves. But help us to find wholeness. Help us to find healing. Help us to find our identity by moving beyond that and past that. That it's not about me. Because everything I am, everything that I have given is not because of me. But help me to not just give spontaneously just because I've been inspired or out of guilt. But help me to live a life of generosity. Help me to be intentional about living a life of generosity. It's not something that comes natural to us, but for us to find healing, for us, for us to find wholeness, help us to live a life of generosity. Through the prayers of all your sins, hear us as we pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In Christ Jesus our Lord, the man is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you guys. So we'll continue the series next Sunday. And, and for those who would like to stay, we'll have